the share it with a friend deal, even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Hello and welcome to the First Line Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kyle Henning, and joining me today is one of my other co-hosts, Mr. Ryan Feaster. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Good to be back. Excited. Yes, we would like to say we are finally back. The uh, offseason took a little longer on our end than we thought it was going to. Um, missed, missed some time due to insane schedules for basically everyone involved here, so... Uh, we're back. We're not going to go through and rehash all the stuff that happened in the offseason and happened in, since, since then. We're just going to jump in kind of where we're at, and uh, we'll go from there, guys. So welcome back. Thanks for coming back and joining us. Um, Ryan, let's get right into this. What's your biggest surprise so far this season? Anaheim. I mean, honestly, I did not think they were going to do anything. I know they're a very young team, and the fact that they are at the top of the division right now is insane to me. I guess it just goes show what happens when you draft good young players and you get good play out of them. But it is insane to think that they're in the top of their division right now. Yeah, it's it's been impressive. And, and you mentioned young talent. Trevor Zegras has been so much fun to watch. Um, he's just finished an overtime game, I believe it was last night, completely undressing a guy and then going snipe snipe bar on on uh, on a goalie. So, and then did the stick toss, which is becoming the overtime selly thing that's kicked off yeah i noticed that it's interesting it's a new thing let the kids be kids it's fine i'm good with it it's fun somebody gets free lumber every game i'm sure the stick manufacturers are like hey dude we sponsor those but like eh, they get like what 200 of them a year it's fine yeah they get a lot they'll they'll be all right Uh, i think my biggest surprise honestly is minnesota has played as peak as it has they're in second in the central right now and i expected them to be battling more for that fourth spot in that division but they've been comfortably better than most of the teams in their division so far um they actually have the most wins in the division winnipeg's only ahead of them because overtime losses so yeah it's They're been interesting good. to watch. Colorado's been down. St. Louis has been St. Louis, so that hasn't been too surprising. But it, the, how well Minnesota has played to this point was a shock for me. I'm not. I'm sure Jane, when we get her back on here, will be all about how she expected this. But uh, oh yeah, I mean it is exciting to see because they are a very good team, and I think that continuity of those guys staying together. I know there's a lot of concern. Kirill might not come back, but you know having him there. The goal scoring still there. They have 
one of the best goaltenders in the league, in my opinion. They're also in the soft division, too. Like, let's be honest. Winnipeg's yeah. decent. Nashville's okay. Colorado should be at leagues and miles ahead of these teams, and they're not. But I, I don't think anything of Dallas. Dallas, Chicago, Arizona, St. Louis. I'm, I, you're, I don't even yeah. consider them contenders at all because until they show me something, I well, don't. the Coyotes are an AHL team at this point. They should retire. They have two wins through 16 games. They should just go ahead and retire. We can ship them off to Quebec, give the Nordiques a team again. Um, yeah, at least the revenue will be better for everyone because, you know, Quebec fans are insane. You know, at least they'll be and selling the out of building. Town that is, the ghost town that is Arizona right now. Yeah, I, I just think we should do everyone a favor, move them to Quebec. Let the Nordiques come back. It'll at least be exciting for a little bit. You'll get new jerseys, and you'll get tons of jersey sales. because New the merch. Nordiques jerseys, new if you merch. just bring back the old ones, just bring back the old ones, and Literally. I'll buy one myself. Literally. Yep. Bring back the old logo. You get all the merch. I'm sure everyone will be willing to do a GoFundMe to help build the stadium right about now, even all the players on Arizona. Just to get out of there. <laughs> it, feels like, it feels like they've been cursed, and they just need a fresh start. Um. I feel like we got to give Detroit some love. Detroit's yeah. in fourth in the Atlantic, and I didn't expect them to have four wins yet this season. I know it's insane to me. I don't, I don't know how they're doing it. It makes no sense to me. I got, I got to take a look at this roster and see who they have. From well, even it's them. more confusing because Bertuzzi can't play games in Canada, right? Like they've been decent to above average this year, and it's confusing, and that's. A lot of just guys. Like, it's just a bunch of dudes. Yeah. I guess it's a case where you don't have any stars, so everyone kind of has to pull together. You have one. You have Dylan Larkin, and that's it. Yeah, but he's also – he'll disappear at times, you know? He's not – Oh, I guess they added Mark Stahl. I forgot about that. Did they? Yeah. Okay. But, again, I don't consider this team – like, there's not not a face to this team that you 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 look at. I guess it's just a bunch of dudes. Sometimes that's all you need. If you get if you get good puck luck and things go your way, I'm not surprised that they're doing okay. I, they're, I'm surprised they're doing as well as they are. I figured I this Bertuzzi was leading them in goals. Yeah, I figured this would take another year, but I think this is a lot of credit to uh, Iserman. Again, Stevie I mean, Y doing things thing, in front offices. It, he's shown he can do it. He. I don't know who he has on his Rolodex that he calls when he's scouting players, or if he's the one doing it. But he knows who to bring in, how to turn the team around. It's impressive. It's been definitely a consistent theme of his everywhere he's been. So it's at this point when you when you prove it routinely, that's who you are. Yeah, I, I, I'm right. concerned they're peaking too early because I'd like to see him have another high draft pick to build off of personally, so they can really be competing with those top teams in the Atlantic. Because right now they're not going to. Right. The top of the Atlantic is almost not fair for everybody else in the Atlantic. Um, let's get to biggest disappointments so far this season, from a team perspective anyway. I'm I'm curious where you stand. One for me has got to be Boston. They've been bad. They're now 8-5, and five, which is fine, but they've been poor in several games that you don't typically see that team look like that. I would agree with that. I'd also put um, the Islanders up there too. Not that they're doing bad, just compared. Well, they're to- doing bad. They're they're doing just as bad as 
my penguins who are also a slight disappointment this year now we've been missing a bunch of pieces so i'm not necessarily surprised but man the islanders have been bad like bottom of the division bad and they're not it's not it's not going well in new york right now no and at least not in long island <laughs> and the, the the fact that their division like for the most part it seems like is doing as well as they are is a little surprising i didn't expect jersey to be where they are uh, Jersey and Philly both are in a position that I didn't anticipate them being in at the beginning of the year, just based on a, I don't ever believe Philadelphia until they prove it because goaltending yep. and Jersey, like Jersey's just a team that doesn't have a ton of talent, right? Yeah. They're not, there's not, you don't look at that roster and go, Oh my Lord, New Jersey. Like Nico yeah. Herster, their captain. They've got Jack Hughes, but the, what, what else? So yeah, Thomas Tartar. Jimmy Vesey's over there, which is fine. Miles Wood. Yeah, it, it, scream, it just doesn't scream talented. Now, Dougie Hamilton's over there. That's probably helped secure that back end. Yeah. I'm a little surprised. Now, I'm not shocked Columbus is where they are, honestly. You know, it's tough to get anybody to go there. So, unless they really develop guys, I, I feel they're always going to struggle to win, you know. Yeah, they've got their guy, and then they they've got to kind of just hope with the rest of it. Yeah, I think they're a good team. I think they're very young still, which is a problem for the most part. I love both their goaltenders. I hope both of them figured out this season. I know they struggled last year a little bit. I I bought in on Elvis. I drafted him in my fantasy league pretty early, and I expect him to continue to develop. I like Jonas, but. I have a lot of faith in Elvis, especially this year, especially dealing with all the stuff that him personally and that franchise went through with the passing of um, their prop, one of their other goalies, uh, Matias. Yep. So it's, it's a season that I'm expecting them to continue to develop, but I'm really expecting Elvis to play his probably some of his best hockey. And he started out that way for sure. Um, begin the year and then they open the night for them. So, yep. so we're early enough in the season and we're actually going to get a full season here. It looks like anyway, um, I know there's been some games postponed or whatever due to, due to COVID, but um, where, where are you so surprised to see this shaping up in far as like, let's talk, I guess let's talk teams that have just kind of been weird. Like Tampa, for example, has just so, been, I guess. I, I get this every year, right? As with my dad working for him, you know, anytime they lose a game, I have people immediately reach out to me, hit the panic button immediately. And I don't know how many times I have to say it. This team does not play in October or November or even December, okay? This team is built for April. So please, for the love of all that is good in the universe, relax. <laughs> this team can sleepwalk to the playoffs, and then like they do, they will flip a switch, and they'll turn into the team we've seen for the past few years as one, two Stanley Cups in a row. They're and they'll, get, they and they'll get a guy back teams. from long-term IR that expends their salary cap out $15 million and they can crush people with. They don't need they don't need these games. These games are fun for them. These are, these are warm-ups. These are walk-throughs. This is just them getting ready. They're going to be good. They're going to turn up. I mean, they're already third in the division, and they haven't even played great games, in my opinion. Right. 
And it's, this is the conversation. Like, Vegas has been another team that it's been like, huh? Now, they had a ton of top-line injuries to start the year, which that hurts when you lose your whole top line, uh, speaking from experience, Penguins fans. Um, it doesn't feel great when most of your talent's out. I expect this Vegas team to put the shoes back on, walk outside, and take control of that division eventually. Same kind of thing I expect from Colorado. I just, those two teams are way too talented. And, oh, by the way, Vegas has Jack Eichel back. It's coming in in like six weeks, seven weeks now. So Also, one thing I think people forget, especially on a team like Tampa, they basically lost their third and fourth line. Mm-hmm. Like they were cherry Yeah. So this is a team that's still getting to know each other, figuring things out. They're going to turn it around. I'm still shocked about that Jack Eichel trade. I did not think it was going to get done. What's your thoughts on it? Um, I I expected it to get done, not necessarily to Vegas, but I expected him to be moved because there was going to eventually be a grievance filed and there was going to be a whole bunch of mess that the NHL doesn't need any more of at the time, at this point in time. Um, I expected it to, especially because you're talking about when there's all the other teams involved are okay with him getting the procedure and you're like, you, you, you just got to... At that point, you just move on and be done. You just you're holding your own team hostage at that point by not going ahead and moving him because you're you're hurting the locker room, you're hurting all of those things, and then you also like what are you getting out of sitting on him? It's 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 his value's not going up while he's on the shelf. No, I agree. I also this is just my I think Buffalo's a trash organization, top to bottom. I There's a lot of their should, own fan base that doesn't like their. I think group. they should be removed. I think we should move them somewhere else. Also, just looking at this roster for Vegas, they've got Sven Berchi. I love him a lot. He's a good, you know, third line guy. Evgeny Dadanov also down there. They have some real guys. Yeah, and this is that's a roster. Well, Dadanov got high sticked in the face last night and went out injured, so that's probably not great. Marcheseau is on the shelf. That's not great. Um, Stone's been down. They're they're very deep. They've got a full roster of guys. And Robin Leonard, the Panda, has been very good. Uh, I also enjoy watching him play. He's just fun to watch. So the um, other great thing they have going for them is they're in the Pacific Division. So it does not take much to win it. Yeah, and let's let's do this because we're not. I don't want to victory lap it too hard, but we came on here. I think it was probably our last episode that we recorded and did. And we told you about Seattle and this expansion draft. And we told you that that roster was an absolute mess because they didn't do the things that they easily could have done. And it's showing they're they're I understand they're they're a defensive minded hockey team and they went tried to go analytics with it. But a the guy who almost won the Vesna last year has been not good in Philip Grubauer. He's just struggling, but they don't generate any offense. Like at all. Also, personally, I, I, I talked about it then. You could have taken two of the best young goaltenders in the league. Why didn't you? Right? Correct. The fact that Minnesota didn't protect their guy made no sense to me. But they didn't. And you and left him there. Yeah, you left him there. I like Mark Giordano a lot as a person. I think he's a great guy. He's a good captain. I just don't think it makes sense. Like, just He's old. Like, he's very old. When your most productive scoring on the entire team is Jared McCann, Yanni Gordon, Brandon Tanev, like, yeah, 
And I love to, I'm a huge fan of Brandon Tanev and Jared McCann, but those are not, those aren't top in top line. Like that's not, that's not the thing. Also, let's talk about Yanni Gord real quick. The reason he was so good for a team like Tampa, right? Is because when you are looking at Tampa's roster, who are you first? All right. We got to stop Steven Stamkos. We got to stop Nikita Kucherov. All right. So that's most teams. You can, you're lucky if you can shut down two guys, right? Now you go, all right, who's next? Well, Braden Point's pretty good, too. So you're talking he's fourth, fifth, even sixth down on the list, guys, because you got Hedman, you got Sergachev, that you got to worry about before you're even thinking about a guy like Yanni Gord, that he can fly under the radar, he can he can make moves, he can do what he has to do, because you don't you can't think about him. You don't have the time or the energy to waste on a guy like Yanni Gord. When he is your best player or one of them, along with Jordan Everly, he can't have that. Yeah, you got Jordan Eberle. Jane Schwartz has been invisible, it would be a nice way to put it. Yeah. Um, Alex Winberg is another guy that was fine in Florida when you've got nine other guys to chase around. Right. Like, it, it's just a roster that didn't make sense from the beginning, and we're seeing why it didn't make sense. Well, that and also it was a case of, okay, you capitulated. You could have been, and as we talked about, this is a weak division. When you look at it, there are two top teams, in my opinion. You have Vegas and Edmonton. And Edmonton, with their history, you never know how long they're going to last. So you realistically easily could have been a top-four team if you decide, all right, we're going to take the Vegas route, we're going to sell out, we're going to get all the best players right now because we can. And what you do then is you enable yourself to be legit. Like, yeah, I think it's very cool their arena. I think the merch is very nice. I think all that's been fun. But if you tell me what you'd rather have, a Vegas-like experience or a Seattle experience, the reason Vegas is fun is because they won, right? Well, I Vegas is fun for a lot of reasons. One, well, it's Vegas. Two, yeah, they, they were – I mean, they fleeced an entire league front to back. And everybody can say the rules changed and this and that. No, not really. No, they didn't. And exact same rules. And there was just as many guys left out like, wait – you could have. Ha- why didn't? Why wouldn't you? You. Why didn't you do that? That makes no sense. There were so many selections that were made that we were. I remember we were sitting there talking about it while they were drafting it. Mm-hmm. it the guys good. they left on the table was just mind blowing. And again, when you consider their their back six and their back two or four even on the D, it's like you took an AHL roster. And don't, don't get me wrong, I appreciate youth. I understand the importance of it. I know it's how you build a future. And I like yeah. Gio Darno and Larson, but that's it. Like, look, man, Jamie Alexiak is fine and fun. He's a big dude. He can play. He's also a bottom – he's your bottom pair. Yep. Hayden Fleury, bottom pair. We've seen for years. What does winning do? Asker Meyer cures all. All the ailments, all the illnesses disappear when we're winning, right? Life yep. is fun. Life is good. Things go well when we're winning. And if you win a Stanley Cup, you get a lot of leeway. Or if you even make it there, you get a lot of room to work. Because, hey, look, it's proven. I showed you. We just – we didn't – we need a couple more pieces. And this is where I'm frustrated probably more from a a fan perspective is because this franchise needed to be good. Right. Right away. Not in five years. Not in three years. They needed to be good right away. Because you're in a new market that is starving for hockey. You have a new building. You have done – we talked about this. You did everything right except draft people. Yep. You did 
everything right. You had everything handed to you. You had the keys to the Ferrari given to you, and you said, no, I'm going to walk. Which, like, I just, I, I, like I said, I don't want to beat a dead horse, and I don't want to take too many victory laps on this, but we told you guys what was coming when we watched this roster. I just don't understand how you hire that person as your GM. If I'm the owner and I've just shelled out $500 million to, as a buy-in fee, right, just to get my name on the door to have a team, the first thing I'm thinking, all right, what am I doing for a return on my ROI? How am I getting my money back? The fastest way to do that is to win. Yeah. I mean, your top four your top four in points on this, on this roster, Everly, Schwartz, Winberg, McCann, followed by Tanev and Gord. Yeah. And – Yanni Gord's the only one that not, it's not a minus other than Tanev. And let's be real. This is a team. This is a city that is used to winning in, as of recent years. They had the years with the Legion of Boom, with the Seahawks. That's really, that's all they have. But I mean, winning. well, the Mariners are up there, but oh. the Mariners have actually, were actually decent and won yeah. a bunch of games again. Okay. Now it's been a while and they felt like the Royals for a bit, but that's a franchise that's also used to winning. Like they used yeah. to win a lot of games. Remember Ken Griffey Jr. guys? Remember Randy Johnson? Yep. Like the big they, unit, heard of them? Yeah, they're, they're, uh, that's an, and they're starved. They want, they want hockey. They want the NBA back. And I'll tell you right now, if the NBA goes up there and puts a winner in there, the NHL is going to have problems again in Seattle. And you already did a great job. You did the merch drop. And it, it, it they have phenomenal merch. Like, it is cool. incredible. It is. You should want to be rocking this. You should be proud to show up in your Seattle crack and uni- your stuff. But you're not because they're no good. I had – I'll put it like this. One of my best friends was a shark, is a Sharks fan. Mm-hmm. Was going to jump ship and hop on over to the Kraken and bounce. They saw that roster and went, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to stay here. Like, that's a problem. And You're, that's a lifelong suffering San Jose fan because they're not good yeah, either. Yeah, that's not exactly like somebody that's been, like, rewarded with a whole lot of great hockey to watch. Yeah, no. So, the fact that the only team worse than them is Arizona is embarrassing. And if we already not said it, that much more. Exactly. And Arizona should already sell out and just give up because – it's pitiful. On every level, it's pitiful. I, I just, like I said, I know it's an 877 save percentage and a 318 goals against is not what you want from Grubauer, but. That's not the point, though. The point is that you set him up for failure. You set both your goalies up for failure. You have this a strong defensive shell. We're going to just muddy it up. Like, this is not 1994. Mm-hmm. This is... And you have a strong goaltending tandem. Both those guys are good. Yeah. You get them goal support, they'll win. Right? Mm-hmm. Why do you think Grubauer was so good in Colorado? Uh, because they scored like six goals a game. It is hard to win one nothing every game. Let's be real. It is not easy to do. You know what's really easy to do? Win 3-1, win 3-2. <laughs> but you, you can do that. You can I relax. Won. Yeah. <laughs> like... It is not the end of the world on every save, you know? When you allow your goaltender to just be a calm person and not have to stress, and I get it, that's what you pay them to do, but why are the Lightning so good? A, because they have the greatest goaltender in the league, and B, because they have some of the highest scoring offenses in the league. They have the guys who are going to get him the the goal support he needs. Right now, Seattle has the same or 
similar goal differentials to Vancouver, who is awful. Chicago, who is very bad. Ottawa, which we know what Ottawa is. Like, those are teams you can't be mentioned in with as an expansion franchise that just got to pick your whole entire everything for free, essentially. Yep. You got to be, literally got to be the GM of build your own team on NHL 22 or 21 or whatever game version you play. And they went out and grabbed just a bunch of dudes. Not even a bunch of dudes. Like, they're not. Like, not all aren't even proven dudes. Exactly. You got AHL guys. You got guys who might pan out. And when you look at the guys who were available, you could have had a legit team of killers. You could have had a team that would run through anybody they wanted just by showing up. Just hey, we're we're not only are we gonna le- we're gonna beat you up physically because we can, we're gonna score so much we're gonna start leaning on you that you have to start making bad passes just to try and get back into this game where then you capitalize more. Yeah, look at the and, top teams in the league. That's what they do. You look at a team like Washington, Toronto, Florida, Tampa. That is what they do. They get ahead and they start leaning on you, and then they wait for you to make mistakes. Bless you. Sorry, I tried to get that out of the mic, but yeah, no it's it's just sad to watch because it this league is built for offense, guys. It's it's an offensive league now. You the I just go look at the way that the rules have changed and the emphasis points and the look at a team like the Rangers. No reason they should be as good as they are. Why? They score goals. Like people on their they, they give are them up. Scores. They give them up. Their goal differential is literally zero, but they've scored 45 goals and given up 45 goals. Like, You know what you can do that in? When you win more often than you lose, you can afford that. And when you have guys who are young and good, you can have Cabo Caco and Lafreniere and Panarin. Guys, we're going to go score. You can afford to do that. And they're doing it in a much more difficult division where Seattle has 44 goals for and 59 goals against. For a defensive team, that can't happen. Mm-mm. And again, you you mentioned it. They're in a hard division. They're they're in a division where the top three teams were all in the playoffs last year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Washington, Carolina, Philadelphia, um, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, Columbus, like the Islanders. That's not fun. The right. Metro sucks as a what you have to deal with every night. It right. sucks. It is the only division that's like that because you look at it, the Atlantic. Sure, it's top heavy. The top three teams are good. The bottom, who knows? They're not good. The well, Central, we know Montreal and Ottawa aren't. The Central, you have two teams that are elite, maybe three. The rest, you're running through them. And Pacific, the Pacific, we've already got two teams. Edmonton and Vegas, and that's yeah. it. Like, that's why like, a team like Anaheim can be as good as they are, because they're playing the Kings. They're playing San Jose. They're playing Vancouver. They're playing Seattle as many times as they're going to. Same it's free wins. Doing what they're doing. Right. It's free wins. So... It's just frustrating to watch that franchise struggle so quickly out of the gate. But we also knew it was coming. So um, what's uh, what's a player to watch for you this year that's probably going to make the ju- – like he's going to – not not guys that we all – everybody knows Connor McDavid. Everybody knows Austin Matthews. Everybody knows – give me somebody that's taking a step or going to be a guy going forward. Okay. Um, I, have a, I have a couple. Um... I think Frank Vitrano on uh, Florida, I think he's very good. I think he's shown he can be very good, especially in that role they have him in. 
I think he just continues to get better and better. Um, honestly, I think the floor is the Panthers just in general. They seem to do that every year, don't they? It seems to be that way. And it has, and they're, and that's something that was not their mo for a long time. Is right. that was a weirdly run, what I'll call it, weirdly run franchise mm-hmm. for a while. And they've continue to just produce and find guys and develop guys, and they're getting more and more out of everything. It seems a little crazy to say, but I think Braden Point is still getting better and better every year, as as weird as that is to say. I just don't think – no one stops him. Like He's even been running when, around doing basically whatever he wants this season. It's been interesting. And even when you look at it and you see – like I know you have to worry about Stamkos first and usually – Cooch, but Cooch is hurt, and he still he just does whatever he wants. Did you know that he is now third all time for the Tampa Bay Lightning in overtime game winners? Would you like I to get to the other two people in franchise history who are ahead of him? Um, I'm gonna guess two of the legends that grew up that live there, Vinny and Marty. So, close. So he has eight right now. Nine ahead of him is Stamkos. And Stammer's been there for, what, well, a decade, it feels like? Stammer's been there forever. And then ahead of him with 11, I want to say, is Marty St. Louis. So it's not a bad, it's not not bad, bad company. company to be in when you're considering who you're with. Uh, a guy for me that's been surprising and I think is going to continue to get better, and part of the reason I think Anaheim's had the success they've had is Troy Terry's been ridiculously good this year. He's got 21 goals and is sitting at fourth or fifth and – Fourth, fourth in the league in goals. Like he's played. I'm sorry, points. He's played really well for them. I'm, I was. I'm rotating through the uh, things. Drysaddle has 17, and Troy has 11 goals. Like he's got more goals than Connor McDavid does right now. Yep. That's sub a. That's a bit surprising from Connor's aspect, but also it's a really good young guy for that for Anaheim that's played really well. Another guy, and you mentioned Florida. Barkov, man, he's – people year. sleep on that dude, and they shouldn't – I don't <laughs> know how people are still sleeping on him because it seems like we have this conversation every year. <laughs> you would think, but we just routinely have it over and over. And, and, over. and I think it's because he's in Florida. And it and that's – that's one of the things about that market drives me nuts is that they don't get the, the fans. The people there don't care, right? Let's be honest. They really don't. Most of the time, they, they don't really care. It's just what it is. There's not a whole lot you can do about it. Looking at the uh, rookie rookie leaderboards, it's I now am starting to grasp a little more why Detroit's been what they have. They got the top two guys in points as rookies. Raymond and Sider have been leading the league for the rookies. So That'll do I'm, I'm very surprised with Detroit, but again, I don't know why we are because Stevie Y. Yep. Zegris as well. Like he's just so fun to watch. That's and that's the pairing. I think him and Terry are playing on a line and they are just flying. But so all you have to do is go look at what he did when he was with the US national team. Also, Ooh. I think Kirby Doc is gonna take another step this year. Uh I think that's an option. I also like um the cat. Alex DeBrinkett from Chicago yep. has yep. continued to up his level and up his level and up his level throughout the year. Absolutely. And if you listen to, I know he was getting a lot of praise from uh, Patrick Kane talking about how good he is. That, that dude 
It's it's been impressive to watch, and he dropped him the other night with I think Yanni. Who's doing it? How what's going on with Calgary? How are they as good as they are? I don't understand. Um, Calgary's again part of that is wh- who they're playing and where they've been, but yeah. Kachuk has been after he's been really good this year for them. He's not just been running around and he's been the captain that they made him, and he's it's been impressive to watch his development and growth um they're they're a team that i i haven't got obviously it's hard to get calgary games a lot all the time um i do to watch i do enjoy the fact that espn plus has made watching hockey so much better and easier and i haven't been able to watch as many games as i would like this year but just knowing that i have the ability to is, is a huge difference that I get those updates. Hey, these games are on if you want to come watch. Yeah, and the it national is- TV games on ESPN, on TNT. First of all, the TNT crew is fantastic. I love it. It's great to watch. Um, Bucci on ESPN has always been one of my favorites. And that, that studio team that they do, basically the NHL version of NFL Live with him and Torts and that group, it's it's allowing people to see a sport that they haven't seen before most of the time on a national scale. And it's making a huge thing, but for Calgary right now, they're getting the best play out of their best players. Lindholm, Goudreau, Mangiapane, Kachuk, all double digits and points. Um, they've got a young guy and well, I think he's a young guy. I, he's gotta be Oliver Killington. Yeah, I don't has know. Been, yeah. He's 24 and a defenseman. Yep. He's, he's been, above average for them this year and not a name that you expected to see um it they're playing well and they're also getting goaltending they're not just getting run over this year what are we doing with the king's silver helmets i hate it oh my god uh they're trying to do they tried to do the vegas helmets that are the the gold leaf i I don't even like vegas's I don't mind Vegas's. I think they're a bit much, but the one, they look weird on L.A. They just look funny. Well, I, on the ice, the helmets look weird, number one. Like, they don't look good, I think, for either team. Also, it's never correct. been in the NHL. Like, we're not the NFL. We don't need to do the weird we're not. We're not college football. This isn't Notre Dame. Notre Dame's not coming. Oregon. Up, right? And don't you know, I love the third jerseys. I love all the cool uniforms. I'm all about that. But just stick with a black or white or – Maybe red, blue. We don't need the the bright gold. It just it, – I've struggled to follow the game when I'm staring at it because I just it's get annoyed. Bright. Why is it here? Like, why it's am a, I looking at Notre Dame? Yeah, it's an eye distraction for sure. Like, it's aggressive. When yeah. you're when you're used to watching the puck and tracking and following, and it you're you, it's like getting that thing out of the corner of your eye where it snaps yeah. your head back around to look at it. You're like, what is it? Oh, it's a helmet. Especially when you consider the fact that we're trying to grow the game, grow the market. It is hard. Like That is the number one complaint I get from my friends when I introduce them to the sport. When I take them to games, how do you follow the puck? How do you – and you'll watch them. They'll spend most of the time watching the Jumbotron because they can't – they don't know how to go back and forth because it's difficult to learn. Yep. Even for uh, me, who's been, and- been tracking the puck for forever, I struggle with it too. Like why Why are you here? What is, what is this? It makes no sense. Yeah, it – this is the that's the one thing that we that I talk about, and you're right. That's like number one is why well, can't follow the puck. I can't track the puck. 
Well, part of that is you're going to have to learn the game some to track the puck some because a lot of these plays are made off of anticipation and speed, and it's a really fast game now. Um, It's going to be interesting to see what these networks do to grow this game. I, I like some of the things they're trying and they're doing with some of the stuff they do on broadcast to make TV watching games easier. Um. I'm I'm curious to see how it progresses and if they get stagnant or not. I hope they don't. It's also been nice to see, you know, actual hockey coverage on SportsCenter at night. And, like, it's not just – no offense to Barry, but it's not Barry getting two seconds to talk about three games each. Like, it's not Barry's fault that he wasn't allowed to basically have a real role in discussing the sport on SportsCenter for a long time. They used him as a, well, we cover all sports here. Here's Barry for 45 seconds. Like, that's not fair. Also, I love seeing Torch on TV. It's been so enjoyable. How long before he's back behind a bench, though? I think it, depending on some teams, how they're looking at Christmas, maybe. It's kind of what I was thinking, because there's going to be some coaching moves made. For sure. For sure. But just, I, I get texts all the time from people who they've only ever seen fired up Torch, yelling at reporters Torch. Like, no, he's a real human being. He likes, this is what he, he's good. He's a good We've guy talked about it up. on this show. Yeah. I would play for Torts in a second. Mm-hmm. Also, that's one of my favorite stories when you hear guys talk about how they hated Torts when they played for him because he was always on them, wanted more from them, and then they leave and they get a coach who doesn't care about them or doesn't think they can do more. They're like, man, it feels a lot better knowing a guy actually thinks I can do something and cares about me. And I may hate him at the time, but he did more for my career than the guy who didn't care about me and stuck me in the fourth line of the bench. And that's where, that's the thing that blows my mind about some guys with that complain about playing for him. Like you don't want him to push you. You don't want to be better. You're in the NHL for Christ's sake. What? Yeah. It's not like you're out there playing against the beer. If you want to go be just a, a good player and beat up guys, go play beer league. Fine. Yeah, go but, to Europe. Go to Europe. Yeah. Take it, it's, it's crazy to me that, a, he doesn't have a job right now, but I get, I get it. Some teams, that's not their, that's not their culture or whatever. I but. think the bigger concern with him was, can he adapt to the new young generation? Can he show? And I think that's why he took the job on TV to show GMs and show owners, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. I can, I can soften it up. I can still, I can. Adapt. And that's one of the things I give him the most credit for, is that out of all those old style head coaches, I think he's the one who has been able to adapt the best to the, the newer, younger player, right? He's yep. still going to push you hard. He's still going to ride you. He's going to make his team be conditioned, and they're going to work hard. But he knows how to he knows how to handle it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You- so we got to talk about one of the big news stories that dropped a couple days ago. You mentioned it earlier. Uh, looks like Red Sox ownership, who also owns Manchester, I believe. Liverpool. Um, they're looking at buying the Penguins. Now, Reports are Mario is going to keep a minority role, a minority ownership portion of it, and they're going to come in and take it over. Not a bunch is going to change, but that's a big thing because that's a lot of money that comes in that to a league that could definitely use more investment in it. And I believe when you look at the three teams, down, you talk about the Boston Red Sox, Liverpool, that's how I believe it's Liverpool, and, uh, and then the Pittsburgh Penguins. So you get three teams who are very good, big followings, and you're right, a lot of money. If you can get some of that insider behind the scenes access, 
that people go crazy for nowadays and you start promoting that and going crazy on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, and you get to see these guys and all you haven't seen them before. That is so big for the sport. Like look at the reason basketball is so good with younger generations is because you can take whatever clips you want whenever you want and put them all over social media. Right. Because what do we really want to see? We want to see the cool dunks. We want to see the threes. We want to see the buzzer beaters. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what the NBA allows you to do. They know their TV ratings are awful. They don't care. They care about the clips they're getting on Twitter. You don't need to watch a whole game, but did you watch the highlights? Are you talking about us? Are you buying our merch? And I I know it's hard to get people to move towards that, but I think this would help if you start pumping out. And if you have a team, and this can be the guinea pig, if you have a team with a franchise storied history like the Pittsburgh Penguins, and you start showing off all those behind-the-scenes things, what the greats do, Sidney Crosby, you have the best option right now one of the best players to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. It'd be really cool to see. I'm curious to see how it goes. I'm also curious to see how we talked about coaching changes and I love Mike Sullivan, but it may be, it may be a change of voice coming soon behind the bench in Pittsburgh. I think it's really tough when you consider they've been without Sidney Crosby and uh, Evgeny Malkin. I agree. And they also had like 13 guys hit COVID at the same time. And whatnot and we're still playing with basically evan rodriguez is your top center like i like evan but he's a third line center like maybe i would not hit the panic button yet if i am a uh a pittsburgh penguins fan i know it is a tough division and i know that it can be scary but at the same time if you ask me what i'm looking at right now i do not expect the new york rangers to continue i do not expect new jersey to continue I fully expect Philly to fall off, let the wheels fall off like they always do. The only two teams I feel confident about are Washington and Carolina. And we didn't even talk about Carolina. Carolina has been ridiculously good this year. They, they do it every year, it seems. This is their thing. I don't – they fly – they're another team that flies under the radar, right, because they're in that small market. They're in Carolina. It's it's all the time with this team. They They are blowing teams up. They have a strong, young core. They get good goaltending when they need it. And they've they went and got defense. Freddie Anderson. They've got Antti Ranta in that, and, and they're they're rolling. They're straight up rolling. Right I now. think Ethan Bear is going to be a dude in the league. Yep. That's a guy. Uh, Ethan Bear has been really good for them. Um, Marty Nakes Marty has been – very good for them. Like this is a team that has that goes pretty deep down their roster. There's not a name on that on that group. Also, they have two guys right. I love: Svechnikov and Teravainen. Two guys I absolutely love. And then you've got veteran leadership on that team too. You've got Jordan Stahl. You've got Derek Stepan. These guys have been around. They know they've been in this league for a long time. And, and they, they have a great head coach too. They have a great head coach as well. <laughs> Rob Brindamore is unapologetically Rob Brindamore, and I love it. Great. Every time I get to see clips of him in the locker room talking to get his guys fired up, I love it because you truly get to see him. Who he, that's who he is. His team plays the way he wants them to. That's what you, the really good teams, they'll embrace that identity of their coach, right? And we've yep. seen over the years with guys like Torts, where if guys have been around him long enough and you're interviewing him, like close your eyes. That's John Torrella telling you exactly what he – like you asked Torch a question. That's what it is. That's the way it works, and I love Brenda Moore. Yeah. 
All right. Well, this was a good first uh, return to episodes for us. We'll be back far more consistently now. Um, we're going to get into a whole bunch of stuff this year. The Olympics are coming up, so that's going to be a big conversation, provided we actually still get to have NHL players in the Olympics. I saw that be a potential Knicks thing because the league can back out of it if they have to pause too many games for COVID or whatnot. But if I'm the league and you're growing this sport, you have to have those guys in the Olympics. Yep. So we'll be back plenty soon. We'll have tons more stuff for you coming out. Uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Follow Ryan at Ryan underscore Feaster 19 on Twitter, myself at Kden 16 and also go follow First Line Pod on all the social media platforms um, where you'll, this episode will be available on all your major streaming podcast platforms. Check us out. Leave us a review. Uh, if you have questions, feel free to shoot us questions in the review or on our socials. We're happy to answer them and, and love talking talking to you guys. So thank you guys again, and we'll see you next time. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.